What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. So I got a great show for you today. I got some subjects I want to talk about to get out, and also some quick hot takes I want to bring to the forefront so stick around and I'll be right back right after this. All right, so we're back and let's just get right into it. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is the news that dropped this week um, regarding Zack Snyder. So Zack Snyder, you know, we all know who directed, you know, Man of Steel, uh, 300, uh, you know, uh, Batman v Superman, Justice League, well, the good Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. Um, um, well, this week, it, it appears that he made an announcement that something, well, let me just go to the article. Um, this comes via SuperheroHype.com, and the subject of the article says, Zack Snyder shares a cryptic dark side teaser. Now, if you don't know, Darkseid was the big bad villain, uh, which was briefly shown, ever so briefly, in uh, his cut of the Justice League. Um, and in DC Comics, you know, Darkseid is uh, one of the big uh, mega villains of DC Comics, um, like, quote-unquote, overlord villains. Um... But he was the big bad that, you know, apparently Zack Snyder's Justice League was going to be uh, one in a trilogy and everything was going to be leading up to, you know, facing off against Darkseid, a big, you know, Justice League versus Darkseid event. If, you know, Zack Snyder had gotten the opportunity to finish his uh, trilogy, um, which I would have looked forward. I mean, I was looking forward to that, man. I mean, because his cut of the Justice League was leagues and leagues <laughs> no pun intended but leagues better than what we got in the theater the joss whedon cut um which to this day is just amazing that they released that in the film in the theater and not the snyder cut which granted i understand that it was close to three hours long but um man i mean that the theatrical cut was just an embarrassment and you know Unfortunately, you know, because the the tragic incident which happened with uh, Zack Snyder's um, uh, daughter and everything, um, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, finish the film uh, like he intended. But, uh, you know, it looks like the writing was on the wall, though, with Warner Brothers. I mean, that was partially it. And, you know, of course, they brought in Joss Whedon to, quote unquote, finish up the film whatever but you know as far as you know Zack Snyder and his relationship with Warner Brothers you know I think the writing was on the wall I mean they've been having issues with him uh ever since Batman v Superman maybe even before that um so I don't know maybe they intended on firing him before the the incident with his daughter or I don't know who knows but you know for some reason I just think that you know Warner Brothers the studio really kind of did you know Zack Snyder you know wrong in regards to 
you know his time working on those DC projects. Um, of course, if you follow me, you you already know that Man of Steel. That's my favorite uh, DC film in the last what ten years. I mean, everything they've put out since has been kind of lackluster in my eyes, and they've never really reached the height of that film. That man, that first Man of Steel film. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, so anyway, that's the backstory on that. But uh, so like I said, this comes via superherohype.com. And it says, Zack Snyder shares a cryptic dark side teaser. And uh, this was released on March 15th. Um, it says, earlier today, James Gunn officially confirmed that he will direct Superman Legacy. Oh, my goodness. That's another story for another time. Um, the first film in the DCU, the last director to helm a Superman movie was Zack Snyder, which is what I just stated, in 2013 with Man of Steel. He went on to direct Batman v Superman and Justice League. However, Snyder's vision was not fully realized until Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is what I, also what I mentioned about the Snyder Cut. Um, uh, it goes on to say uh, that was the end of Snyder's involvement with DC movies. The Snyder Cut was the end of his involvement with DC movies, or so we thought until he dropped a dark side a dark side teaser online um, then it goes on to say within the short video the voice of dark side warns viewers to save the date for April 28th through April 30th beyond that there are no details about what this is about or what Snyder is promoting hmm you know I mean if I were to guess um, I don't suspect that he's going to be actually coming back to do another Justice League um, because, you know, of course, you know, uh, James Gunn, you know, had this big announcement a couple of weeks ago about his new vision for the DC universe. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't think that it's it's about I don't think this announcement that Zack Snyder is putting out is about, you know, him returning to do. Uh, his vision of his vision of Justice League because you know um, but then you know they got the voice actor who was in his Snyder Cut doing the voice of uh, of the video of this dark side thing that Zack Snyder put out on his Twitter account so that voice actor did that voice dark side you know return to the role for this little teaser so I don't know. I don't know what it's about, you know, but let me see what it goes. It goes on to say further. Um, it says that we can make some educated guesses, of course, which is what I'm doing now. Um, first, we can eliminate the possibility, as some fans have called for on, on social media, that Warner Brothers Discovery would ever sell the DC franchise to Netflix. <laughs> sell the franchise to Netflix. Now, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I mean... Why would Warner Brothers in DC is still their a part of their brand? Why would they sell a, a portion of their brand to another studio? That just doesn't make any sense. That's like you know, right after you know James Gunn made his announcement of moving forward, I'm sure he's going to want to do his own version of you know Justice League or whatever moving forward. But um, so I knew that was I don't know that's some type of uh, social media movement that. I guess some fans thought that was going to happen or was possibly going to happen. I I never have any faith in that. I mean, that's just from a business standpoint, that's just ridiculous. They they're not going to sell their 
a part of their brand to another studio, you know, just to appease. I don't know. I don't. But anyway, moving forward, it says uh, that was never going to happen, and it was always an unrealistic notion. Of course, that's what I just said. Um, the next possibility is that Snyder would could have set up a return project at the newly reformed DC studios under the guidance of James Gunn and Peter Safran. But that is also somewhat unlikely given the, the director's efforts to turn Rebel Moon into a Star Wars-like franchise on Netflix. It should also be said that the April 28th through 30th dates don't correspond to any major comic convention this year. So if we had to guess, what the Dark Side teaser means, it could just be a charity screening event of Zack Snyder's DC films. Now that actually sounds a little bit more plausible, um, which is, which is, that's good, that's, that's cool and everything. I mean, I would, would have liked for him, I really would, I mean, in my hopes, you know, I would like for him to come back to do a DC film. You know, actually, I would like for him to come back and do uh, Man of Steel 2, that's what I've been wanting him to do ever since the jump. But, you know, J James Gunn is coming in and, and writing his version of a revamped Superman, and ugh, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, um, it says, however, that's just a guess until we have more info from Snyder himself. What do you think the new teaser means? Sh share your theories, of course, in the comments below. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, but, you know, that actually sounds a little bit, you know, like that's something that seems more in the realm of possibility. You know, him doing a maybe a three-day event, you know, showing, you know, Man of Steel on you know Friday, then moving on to Batman v Superman on Saturday, and on the third day, just going ahead and showing his cut of the Justice League to wrap it up. So that sounds a little bit more, I don't know, that sounds a little bit more like that's with that. You know, the more that I think about it and, you know, reading this, it kind of brought that to the forefront of, of course, that that makes sense. You know, it sounds like it would be just a rescreening of his his three films that he did under DC. Um, however, if it is something else, man, I wonder what it, what it could be. I mean, outside of that, I mean, you know, the speculation is running crazy. I mean, what could it be besides that screening? I mean, could it be him? Okay, he got the the returning actor to do who did the voice in his dark side in his cut of the Snyder cut to do this little cryptic teaser. So, you know, you got to factor that into the mixed also. I mean, could this be like a you know, maybe a a storyboard animatic or something like detailing you know, what his version of his proposed, you know, Justice League trilogy would have been or something was is it one of those situations like is this him putting out him as the creator and the director putting out something of what could have happened and maybe putting it into like this animatic slash storyboard, you know, with um I don't know, with that voice actor doing dark side <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just uh I'm just guessing. I'm just, you know, speculating you know that's that's what we do on this channel we just speculate and you know fan cast and you know do things like that so i don't know i don't know but uh i'm looking forward to it i mean it's got me interested you know uh you know the, april 28th through 30th that is three days right 28 29 yep 30th that's see that sounds about right too you know 28th man of steel 29th batman v superman 30th snyder cut of justice league
So, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think that's that's it, which is cool. I mean, I, don't, I wonder if, if it is that, you know, is he going to do it like it's going to be released in the theaters or in certain theaters or is it going to be online or how how is he going to go about doing this, you know? this three-day event, you know, where is it going to be distributed? Um, that's my, that would be my next concern slash question. But, uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's, that came out this week, you know, and I had a lot of fans talking about, talking about it, you know, um, this cryptic, uh, message from Zack Snyder and looking at his Twitter handle, it says, hashtag full circle. Hmm. So that's another uh, variable to bring into the mix. Uh, all you comic nerds out there, myself included, <laughs> you know how we think we, you know we, we figured they put just one word out, we can pretty much map out the entire treatment of a project. <laughs> so hashtag full circle. Um, are you trying to say by saying hashtag full circle that Darkseid is going to come in and take over the Justice League and then Henry Cavill is going to come back, swoop up out of the clouds, Ben Affleck's going to drop in, Michael Keaton's, everybody's going to come in and then save the day and Gal Gadot is going to put the lasso of truth around Darkseid's head and snap it clean off. <laughs> uh, we gleam all of that from hashtag full circle and that's what you mean by hashtag full circle. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I missed that the first time. I didn't see that hashtag full circle. So what could that mean? You know, I don't know. Hashtag full circle. You know, coming back to the beginning. Zack Snyder coming back to where he started in the DCU. Man of Steel. And we know the Flash movie that's coming up in a short couple of months is gonna take place during the time of Man of Steel. So could this be a part of the multiverse? And <laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know. I'm just, my mind is racing as I'm, as I'm thinking about this and reading this, uh, this full circle. What could that mean, full circle, circle full? Uh, the circle of trust. Legion of Doom had a circular dome as their headquarters in Super Friends, the DC animated cartoon back in the day. So could that be a reference to Circle? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, but anyway, enough speculating. Yeah, so that's that's that. That's that's what it is. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to April 28th through 30th, you know, but yeah, like, like I said, I think that's going to be like a, a screening, you know, the, the article kind of answered my question for me. I think it is going to be a screening of all three of his films, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so I'm back and uh, in this uh, section, I just wanted to address some some quick hot takes. Uh, that's going on. Um, first off, I just want to say rest in peace to Lance Reddick, uh, who passed away. Um, I believe it was, uh, was it yesterday? The day before? I think it was yesterday he passed away um, at age 60, which is, wow, that's pretty young, man. And, um, you know, Lance Reddick is one of those actors that 
for me, you know, you ever seen actors, you don't know who they are or you don't know their name, but you've seen them in so many things that it's like, oh, that's that guy, you know, or this, that's this guy, you know. He's one of those character actors like that. And I've known I've seen him in several projects. I just couldn't picture, I just couldn't name which ones that I've seen him in. And um, then I realized, oh, okay, that's right. He was in, uh, of course, you know, John Wick, which I think is his most popular in current, you know, uh, roles. Of course, uh, he was in John Wick and also in The Wire, uh, the TV show, The Wire. And um, also, he was in Fringe, too. I remember seeing him in Fringe um, uh, occasionally. Um, I never got in, I got a chance to watch that show. Um, that's one of J.J. Uh, Abrams' produced shows that I've always wanted to watch, but I've never actually uh, found the time to sit down and watch it. But I know he was in that show, that particular show. Um, and it was, I hear it's a great show, which no doubt, you know, any J.J. Abrams project is... Um, it's always uh, pretty good. You know, I love all his films. I mean, his his projects. Um, but Lance Reddick was um, was in that. He was one of the actors in that show. Um, and like I said, you know, his most recent uh, project, he was in uh, John Wick and, of course, uh, John Wick 4. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's sad, man. Um, at 60, 60 years old, that's, that's pretty young, man. I mean... You know, I don't know what uh, the cause of death was. Um, I don't. I don't know. I pro I'll probably have to read a little bit further on it. Um, I don't think they've really even released it yet. Um, but um, yeah, man, shout out to him and his family, and uh, you know, yeah, rest in peace. Um, see what else is going on. Uh, uh, what else? I'm watching. Uh, uh, what am I watching? I'm watching. Currently, I'm watching uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, which is is so far so good. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the detail, uh, the pacing of the show and everything. Of course, seasons one and season two were top notch Star Wars content. Um, season three is turning out to be the same. You know, not not giving any spoilers, but um, uh, the last the first three episodes have been uh, magnificent, and I really enjoyed the, the the pacing of this this third episode. It, it, Kind of took me on a loop, but um, it was a little different. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the the pace of it and everything, and the details of the story, the character building, and things that they're doing um, with this Star Wars universe, you know, on Disney Plus. Um, so I'm looking forward to Episode Four, uh, which is coming out this week. Um, what else? Uh, also, uh, another uh, Pedro Pascal project. I'm watching this week. I started on the first episode, but I'm watching a show called uh, The Last of Us. And um, The Last of Us, uh, it's on HBO Max, and it was, it's actually based off of a video game. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think, when did the video game come out? Um, let me see, let me, in fact, I'm right, right here, let me see. Uh, let me go to Google right now. Let's see, Last of Us, in Oh, yep. It's a 2013 action-adventure game developed by Naughty Dog. Uh, yeah, so it came out in 2013, and um, I've heard rumblings of this game, you know, over the course of the last 10 years, you know. Um, I'm myself, me, myself, I'm not what you would call a hardcore gamer, but, you know, I, I know my, my way around, you know, games and things like that. I'm mostly into 
like games that are licensed by you know other things you know for example i like you know boxing games you know based off of movies i like uh you know uh, games based off of comic book licenses things like that you know already established you know characters and stuff like that um so yeah i'm, I'm not what you would call a hardcore gamer but um but i do keep my ear to the streets you know um and i've heard rumblings and i've seen the the outcry of many fans who who say that they really love this game um and they talk about how how good it is you know the caliber of game it is and it's always creeped up in you know whether it be cosplay whether it be you know you know, reviews and you know top people's top 10 lists of games of the last five to ten years and things like that it always pops up on people's top 10 lists and everything so so I've heard rumblings of the game and when I heard that they were making it into a TV series I was like oh wow okay okay that's gonna be interesting but anyway um uh, so the TV series came out and everybody's saying how good the TV series is so I was like all right well let me go and uh, finally uh, check out this world of The Last of Us. And um, I watched the first episode, and I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how uh, the rest of the episodes, you know, uh, pan the, the rest of the story uh, pans out. Um, uh, yeah, man. And, you know, I think I'm trying to f f think if they released them week by week or did they release all the episodes at once. I don't know. But, um... I think all of the episodes have uh, been released, and and I think they announced that they were going to do a second season. I believe that was announced. Um, so I'm excited to you know just sit down and I'm not going to binge watch it because I really don't have the time to do that like I used to. <laughs> but um, I'll just watch you know an episode a day or every other day or something like that, or you know when I have the time. But I'm going to try to get get through it and and watch all of the episodes but i because i am hooked i'm invested you know just by that first episode um i'm invested in the world and everything and uh at some point maybe i'll go back and uh play oh you know what let me see is this a playstation exclusive because <laughs> i'm on team uh xbox over here baby uh yeah that's right i'm on team xbox that's right come at me bro <laughs> Yeah, I don't care, man. I mean, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a hardcore gamer. So, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, it's just, you know, I've I've owned Microsoft, you know, most of my life, you know, um, as far, you know, well, not most of my life, but, you know, ever since, you know, from the first generation Xbox to, you know, second generation, third generation. So the only one I didn't own was Xbox One, but I owned the first generation Xbox. I had a 360 and I skipped the Xbox one and I jumped back in with the new Xbox S and that's like a system for non-gamers anyway you know um, I mean it's a system which can it is it's almost on the level as the Xbox uh, Series X which is the disk drive Xbox but it's the one it's the digital Xbox where you don't it's not required you know to have a disk um, and everything is digital but you know from what I hear that's the this the the system for the gamer who is not necessarily a hardcore gamer but just like the passive gamer and so that for me that's what works for me you know I'm like I said I'm not a hardcore gamer um, um, but I you know I I play games every now and then you know um, it's good to have you know a game system you know in the house somewhere 
you know, in case you want to have, you know, you have a game night or something like that, or you have guests over, and, you know, hey, I got a Pac-Man or something like that. That's right, I said it, Pac-Man. Only the best game of all time. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, you know, um, but, yeah, so I don't know. I, I might not be able to play the game, you know, because after watching the series, you know, a person might want to go back. A brother might want to go back and play the game to see where it all started, you know, to make comparisons. But it looks like it's a PlayStation exclusive, you know, unless one of my friends has a PlayStation. But um, anyway, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. So I'm watching the show. I'm loving it so far. It's, it's good, 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 good things. Um, what else is going on? Um, uh, yeah, so that's. That's what's hot right now. All right. Also, I wanted to bring to your attention that uh, John Bernthal, the actor who played uh, the Punisher in the Netflix uh, series of Marvel content, is returning to the role of Punisher. And uh, he's going to be returning to that role in the upcoming uh, Daredevil Born Again, which is going to be released on Disney Plus in 2024. So I'm excited about that, man. I mean, look, I'm excited about all this. I'm excited about John Bernthal returning. I'm excited about Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil. I'm excited about Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Kingpin. I'm excited about all these actors coming over from the Netflix to Disney Plus and reprising their roles and everything. And it's a rumor that, you know, Kristen Ritter is actually going to be returning as uh, Jessica Jones, which I'm really excited about that too. But the main one that I want to return, the one that's going to have me losing my stuff, is Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. That's right, I said it, Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. Luke Cage was my favorite Netflix Marvel content. Did you hear me? I say Mike Coulter's Luke Cage was my favorite Marvel content. Netflix series. That's right. I'm going to say it one more time. Mike Coulter's Luke Cage was my favorite Netflix series. I enjoyed it more than Daredevil. I enjoyed it more than Publisher. Punisher. I enjoyed it more than Iron Fist, which is, is come on, we don't, we don't, we, the less said about that show, the better. But uh, <laughs> even though, you know what, even though I enjoyed, I thought, uh, uh, see, I can't even think of his name. I just said it. Um, Iron Fist. I thought Iron Fist season two was leaps and bounds better than season one. And I was kind of looking forward to where they were going to go with it. By the end of season two, I was like, oh, okay. It looks like um, it's it, it left on a cliffhanger that it could have actually metamorphosized into something better. You know, <laughs> it could have gotten better. But uh, anyway, um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, but the Luke Cage show. Man, that one spoke to me on every level. If you if if you get a chance, and if you get a chance, and if you haven't seen it, make sure you watch the Luke Cage uh, series. I think it's yeah, all of them are on um, Disney Plus right now. So you know, make sure you watch that Luke Cage series, man. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it it really spoke to me, you know, on many levels. I really enjoyed the story and the way it ended on that cliffhanger. I was really looking forward to the next season, but. You know, of course, uh, the whole legal thing happened and, you know, uh, Disney was, you know, getting all their characters back and things like that. And, you know, and Netflix canceled the shows, you know, and, I, and it wasn't due to popularity because those, all of those shows were like very popular. I mean, they were like, you know, top 10 ratings and everything. 
But like I said, you know, because of, you know, Disney was, you know, they didn't want to, Disney was just about to release their streaming platform. And of course, that would be in direct competition with Netflix. So Netflix didn't want to compete with Disney. So in retaliation, I'm using that as a lack of a better word, they canceled the Marvel content. And of course, we all know that uh, Marvel got the rights back to use those uh, characters. Uh, you know, again, I think it was like after Netflix canceled the uh, the shows um, because of the contract that was already in place, Disney couldn't use those characters until like two years later or something like that. So after the two years, the two years have been been up. So now they've got acquired those rights back. So now. Um, Disney can use those same actors and those characters in whatever particular project, you know, they're choosing. But um, but until then, they had to honor the contract that they had initially signed with Netflix, where they couldn't use those actors um, uh, in, you know, their their service or whatever. But um, the first actor that popped up was, of course, well, this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm giving away a spoiler right now in five four three two one in spider-man no way home we had a cameo of charlie cox reprising his role of daredevil in that film of course he wasn't in the suit the daredevil suit in the movie but he just appeared as uh matt murdoch you know the lawyer for peter parker and everything but um yeah that was a moment too in my theater everybody was just losing their their minds you know screaming it's like oh that's daredevil that's daredevil you know but um but anyway, yeah, back so Luke Cage, man, that, I'm really, that's the announcement that I'm looking for. I'm, that's the announcement that I'm holding out for. I'm hoping that, you know, I know Luke, I know Mike Coulter is busy doing, he's he's busy, he's doing other things right now. I think he has a, a show called uh, Evil or something like that, which is getting a lot of critical appraise, critical, you know, acclaim and everything. Um, as a friend of mine said, man, is that show still on? When is he going to hurry up with that show so he can get on with doing Luke Cage? You know, and I'm like, same. Nah, but you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to, you know, advocate for a man losing his job or anything like that. You know, I just you know, move on to another job, you know, you know get back to uh, Luke Cage, man, because that, I think he was born to play that that role. And if they recast uh, Luke Cage with another actor, that's going to just turn me all the way off, man. That's just going to be just really heartbreaking, man. I mean, you got all the other actors there. And then you're going to bring in an, another actor to play Luke Cage and just pretend. I mean, you know, it's recasting all the time, but I don't know. And they all got along, too. You know, when they had the little Defenders, you know, groups, you know, hero thing on Netflix where they all got together. They all really liked each other. You know, I'm talking about off camera, too. You know, they really enjoyed each other, working with each other. And, you know, a lot of friendships and stuff was made and things like that. So, you know, it's going to be hard, you know, seeing different actors playing uh, the Defenders, you know. Uh, of course, well, they got all the other ones back, you know, but I'm just holding out for, you know, Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. That's what I'm trying to announce. Now, he's been very, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, cryptic, I'll use that again. He's been very cryptic with his his involvement, you know, moving forward with Marvel because, you know, of course, he's busy doing other things right now and stuff like that. And he, I think he said he didn't know if he's coming back or whatever but you know they say that you know when it, there's when it's nothing official or there's no contract or anything signed or anything then you know actors they say things like that well i don't know if i'm coming back or you know i don't know i don't have i'm doing other things you know that kind of thing but 
you know, I would love to see him come back to reprise that role. And I, a lot of fans want to see him come back too. You know, I think he really, really killed it as Luke Cage. You know, he really did. Um, he really did that performance justice, and that became my favorite Netflix show um, at the time. And I, and that's not to say that the other Netflix. I really enjoyed the other Netflix shows. You know, I thought, you know, uh, Daredevil was top tier. You know, television. You know, I thought Punisher was good. I thought, you know, uh, Jessica Jones was really good. I enjoyed the first season of Jessica Jones uh, more than the others, but I thought they were all good, you know, and I was, you know, I really, but, but for me, you know, the, the Luke Cage show just really just hit home with me. I really enjoyed it. You know, it really just spoke to me um, story-wise, acting-wise, everything. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I started off by saying that John Brenthal is coming back as Punisher. But, yeah, so he's coming back in The Punisher. Um in what capacity? I don't know. I know he had a pretty big role in the Daredevil series because that's where his character first appeared in Daredevil season two. And from that, you know, he got his spinoff or whatever. And he would just, he is the Punisher. I mean, it's hard to see anybody else but the uh, but him as the Punisher. Um, but yeah, for what capacity he's coming back in the new Daredevil series? I don't know. Um, hopefully it's a, a, a pretty big role that'll match you know what he brought to the table and then when he was doing it on netflix um and hopefully it's just not like a a one-off episode or with him cameo and then just move on but hopefully it's actually him a part of the storyline you know like like he was in the daredevil season two on netflix so yeah so i'm excited about that i'm also interested to note that the actor that played uh uh karen and uh, Foggy are not scheduled to reprise their roles from the Netflix show. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of disappointing news, you know, because they were such integral parts of the Netflix series. Um, I wonder, are they going to recast? I mean, I don't think that they would recast. I mean, the actors are available. So maybe there's, their characters aren't going to be a part of show i don't know i don't know it's interesting to see how that's going to play out you know because they had such a big role in you know uh, daredevil's life um the matt murdoch and in, in his life and everything so and they were part a part of his his business and everything his his firm and everything so i don't know but uh anyway um that's news that i'm looking forward to definitely looking forward to that Okay, guys, I want to thank you. I got another one in the books. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Gouache Universe podcast. As always, make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel if you enjoy this content. I would greatly appreciate it. And um, you can find me on all of the interwebs, the dark web included, <laughs> uh, just at Gouache Universe. And of course, you know, I'm always uh, in creative mode, so I'm still working on struggling away. I'm always drawing and creating and writing stories and and creating my comics. You know, it's, I'm just one man, you know. Um, so I do have other things that's coming up in the works um, uh, that I have to keep close to the chest right now. But again, um, I'll be back, you know, in the coming weeks and days ahead 
to discuss things that's happening that I'm interested in in the pop culture universe. But until then, I'll see you in the universe. Thank you.